Sometimes in life you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then... That same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line. And that's why I'm here. To keep you in line. A line we call the dry line. Move that iron. Casey, I always run out of things to say in that little two, three second uh, empty spot I've got there. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself sometimes, but everybody, this is the Dry Line Farmer Podcast, and we have a little special edition. We have got Casey Seymour, host of the Moving Iron Podcast on the Global Ag Network. Casey, how's it going, man? Good, buddy. How are you? Oh, great. We uh, just got through recording an episode for Casey's Moving Iron Podcast. We talked about all kinds of important stuff that actually matters to the world. So we thought we'd bring Casey literally down into the basement where our uh, podcast quote-unquote studio is. And we thought we'd get him, uh, give him a few minutes and talk about his podcast. We uh, were both members of, uh, like I said, the Global Ag Network. And uh, we just got to meet each other for the first time. And uh, Casey, tell us what you're doing down here and... Uh, how 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 does the Texas Panhandle look to you so far? Well, I'm I'm down here for the uh, U.S. Custom Harvester Convention. They have uh, this year. It's in Amarillo. It goes from goes from place to place. So um, this is my actual first time to actually be at the uh, to be at the convention. Me and a friend of mine are going to uh, be speakers on Saturday. So um, they must have not checked my references before they wanted me to be wanted me to be a speaker. So. Funny, I didn't didn't get any invitations. That's interesting. <laughs> but but yeah, so we're gonna we're down here for that. The Panhandle, man. I can tell you what, you it looks things look pretty good. You know, driving across the wheat field, I saw it here looked pretty good um, down the road. Yeah, so. thing, it can be deceiving. It can be de- <laughs> depression can often camouflage itself as other things. Casey, that's that's true. Cause in Western Nebraska, where I'm at, you can see. The good looking wheat this time of the year, and then by the time it's ready to cut, it's not. You know nice it. You know wheat looks pretty good right now. I mean, it, it could certainly use a drink. It's starting to show that drought, but uh, mm-hmm. you know we're this is our dry time of year, January, February. So uh, yep. we uh, hopefully I'm not really. People are talking about turning the pivots on on their wheat, but I'm really not in the mood. So we're actually going to have about a four or five day stretch of sixty to near seventy degrees. So I guess if we were going to water, it would be right now. So. Yep. Yeah, nonetheless. All right. Well, Casey, where are you from? Tell us about your podcast and uh, what's your day job and how long is that going to last until your podcast becomes your day job? That way you can go ahead and give your employers some notice. Uh, it'll, it'll be an infinite amount of time before my podcast is my, <laughs> is my, is my day job. Um, now, I grew up around uh, Wichita, Kansas is where I was born and raised at, a little town called El Dorado, and that's... Uh, that's where I live at and lived at for most of my life. And now I live out in Western Nebraska in the panhandle around in Scotts Bluff. And, uh, I work for a, uh, John Deere dealership out there and I, am um, we have a 16 store locations and I, uh, I am the sales manager for that out there. So it's a, it's a, a great opportunity for, for me and my family. So I'm, I'm glad that, that, uh, it came along, but, um, you know, I've, I've not a farm kid, didn't grow up in, in the, uh, 
agricultural business per se. My uh, my dad's been in the oil field business for as long as I've been alive. So probably if there's any real family business I should have went into, I should have been some level of a of a roughneck of some sort, you know, out there working working on the oil field. So, uh, um, but yeah, so it's kind of a one of those things. Which, uh it's an odd place that I never really thought I'd end up when I thought about my my future when I was uh, growing up. So you were. A- I got to turn my microphone on now. So you were a, uh, were you big on uh, equipment and toy tractors and everything when you were a kid? Not really. Or not, or not toy tractors. You weren't on the farm, but. Yep. You know, I, I, my, uh, I'm an outdoorsy person. I like to hunt and fish and that kind of stuff. So I've always um, tried to keep as many, uh, many farmers happy as I could to let me go hunt. Let go. Uh, yeah. And, right. Or go hunt or go fish their pond or whatever it was. But um, no, growing up, I mean, the idea of, of farming was really I didn't have any friends that were farming I didn't have any I don't have any like distant relation that farms you don't know? have a rich uncle farming somewhere no the closest thing I did my ag my ag background is is pretty uh, robust I spent uh, a summer hauling hay so that oh was, okay that was uh my introduction to ag that's that's ten years worth of farming right there <laughs> is a summer hauling hay it's yeah. uh that's one of the most awful things I can think of to do. Because I'm so allergic, if nothing else. Yeah, that's that's the thing too. Like I going into it, I knew I had hay fever, you know. So, I, <laughs> well, what what was it? Just wheat hay? No, it was everything. It was prairie hay. It was uh, had a few alfalfa fields that we did, and we had. Uh, did you have a crew then? Yeah, or? I yeah. Worked, I worked on a crew. They had a had a you know what a hay monster is. Is that the stacker? Yeah, it's uh-huh. got the well, it's got the snout in the front, and you drive it around. It uh-huh, right. Squares. Uh huh. Guy had that, and then another guy just had the old pop up baler. Right down the side, the oh, okay. off the side of the, of the trailer, you know. So, um, my spent, little experience was actually there was no monster. We were the monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I spent most of my summer uh, up in the uh, in the loft. Okay. Um, I was, I guess, because I was the uh, less tenured deal. I didn't realize hay crews were unionized, but I was, <laughs> I was the less tenured one, so I got the. I was up in the loft. I say, yeah, yeah, hey, uh, that was never my favorite thing to do. I always liked the cabs and the, I don't know how people, I wouldn't have survived it as a farmer back in the day. They always say the good old days. I say BS because my tractor not only has a cab, it drives itself. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, so you're a big uh, John Deere equipment guy. Tell us about uh, what made you start your Moving Iron podcast. And uh, you gave me an interesting fact about you. That's how you relieve your stress is yeah. when you do your podcast. But anyways, tell me how you uh, started that thing. You know, I started this podcast um, as one of those things where I had a lot of great conversations with guys about what was going on in the industry. And, um, you know, 2012 and 13, we had some rough times kind of on the on the horizon. We, and we saw them coming and, and probably should have done some more things to head those off than what we did. And um, I started my podcast uh, about two years ago. And... It was just a great way to have conversations about what we're doing, you know, what we see happening out there. Um, what what are we doing now different than what we did, you know, the year before or five years before? And, and what do we see happening in the future? And most of the stuff that my podcast revolves around is basically just the economics of farm equipment. And whether it's uh, the commodity markets that I do with uh, Chip Nellinger or Angie Setzer, or if it's uh, just the various economists that I have on that talk about, you know, what's going on internationally or, you know, what's happening with um, trade agreements and, and stuff like that. So really it's just a, a focus on what what the economics are uh, of, of the business and, and how, how are we going to be able to move more iron. So would you say 
when you got into the podcast, are you a big talker? Are you a big conversationalist? Oh, I mean, I kind of by the nature of my job, yeah. You kind of yeah, have to you be. kind of have to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, my wife will tell you when I get home that I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, know? I don't blame you. You know, that's this time of the year. Like my wife, she's a librarian up at the at school in Vega where our kids go to school, and uh, so I actually I've been spending a lot of time in my barn, so I don't talk to a whole lot of people. But that kind of doesn't really bother me a whole lot. So I listen to podcasts pretty much all day, or. Um, Maybe some sports radio, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, you don't have to. I mean, you got to have a guest that's good, and um, of course, our podcast we have fake people, so we have two other two real humans, and, and and then the fake people that we make up. So, but yeah, podcasting is a you know it's great. It's something different than farming. You know, a lot of people in farming that's all they want to do, or anything. I don't know. I don't want to generalize. You know, I mean, some people that's all they want to do. They get in their own field and. So I'm like, you know, I'm kind of full of crap half the time. So I figured I might as well put it in digital form. Yeah. So um, it, it's a lot of fun. So you're uh, based out of Scotts Bluff, and um, what have you what have you learned from podcasting so far? Is it is it what you thought it would be? Yeah, actually, it's it's quite a bit different than what I thought it was going to be. You know, I I never really expected my podcast to do anything. You know, I mean. Someday, maybe me and Joe Rogan will have some sort of show together, you know, and, and we'll we'll be best friends. But um, for the most I'll, part... I'll let him know. <laughs> okay. For the most part, man, my, it, it's one of those things where I was really pretty rigid and, and, and very detailed um, when I started doing this. And I've learned that it's just a lot easier just to kind of let it go and see what happens. And so I think probably what I, one thing I learned from it that, that's probably... Uh, I can take away back to my job is just to let things develop, you know, and, and see what happens, you know, and, you know, try to try to steer the ship as much as you can, but don't, don't try to buck it if you don't have to. Yeah. You know, anything, I mean, anything's on the table as long as it's not egregious or gratuitous as far as offensive wise. I mean, we obviously on our podcast, we're, we're pretty open-minded to anything that's nonsensical. So, uh, but yeah, you know, you've got, a re- I mean, you've really got a great voice for, for the radio or podcasting too. I mean, mine, <laughs> I don't want to say mine didn't drop late, but <laughs> they might've compared to some other guys, but anyway, yeah, you, you've got a, you know, that voice kind of, when I first started podcasting, I hated it because or I hated listening to myself and then I decided, you know, somebody married me, so it can't be that bad. So you kind of get used to this. Do you, do you get used to the sound of your voice, man? You know, I listen to my podcast. And they come back out to see if I want to take them down immediately, you know. Yeah. And um, and and the reason I do that is I want to make sure that that what I'm putting out there is is a is a good product, you know. Right. Some of them I, I listen to and I'm like, holy crap, that's awful. Yeah. I don't know why anybody would listen to that. And some of them I'm I'm kind of like, wow, that's not that bad, you know. And um, some of the my guests though are what carry my show. They're just not me. It's my guests are the ones that that really um really carry what they say, you know, and I. I have different people on from different, you know, I don't want to say I have anything controversial by any means on, on, on my podcast, but, um, you know, I have different points of view for different people, you know, and, and they're going to have, you know, I got a guy on the other day that was talking about how uh, the solar minimum was coming and it was going to make the, force us into a, a 50 year colder cycle than what we've seen, and, and which all that stuff is scientifically proven and, and whatever, but at the same time, like, I'm a little bit of a coast to coast AM guy, uh, conspiracy know. theorist, huh? <laughs> yeah, I like I like the little Art the, Bell I like the and devil into that stuff a little bit, you know, and see what comes up. And um, it, it really caught my opinion, caught my interest, and that was one of my highest ranking shows, to be honest. Wow, with you, so. yeah, 
it's a uh, it's fun to see what happens when you put stuff out there. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you know, of course, like I said, we're not interview style, but uh, I don't know. It's I mean, it's pretty fun to meet people. I mean, you're not you might be meeting them over the airwaves, but nonetheless, you learn a lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same way with me. I decided, you know, at first I tried to have a little schedule and outline, and after a while, I'm like, you know what, this is ridiculous. It's you know, it's a whatever comes to mind comes to mind. Yep. And you know, as far as listening to podcasts, and it's kind of like stand up comics. You get they have what would you say they have sixty to ninety seconds, and that's about all you're going to give them. Yeah. And if they suck, they're gone. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, when I have, and you know, one thing I was doing to start with, I was really promoting who I had on, on mm-hmm. when I had it scheduled, and and um, I am probably the most unlucky person in the world. So whenever I would do that, it never failed. You know, like oh Thursday I'm going to put up and. You know, Brett Carlson's going to be on, and so you'd call me like two hours before yeah. we were supposed to. Man, I can't do it today. I can do it on this day or the other day, and then it would just. So it was always one of those things where I just quit doing it. I just quit planning it. Um, I obviously would plan the time we would do that, but I just quit being structured. Right, and, it just, and that's the great thing about different. podcasting. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's it's a free for all. Well, I mean, it's not a free for all. I mean, you know, but it's not live. Well, the thing I love about podcasts and this whole new. And what technology's allowed you to do is that now, like, you, we're kind of that that pirate radio kind of yeah. approach, you know. I mean, we have got we our ham radios in our basement. Yeah. We're talking to you're talking North to Korean you dissidents, want. yeah, <laughs> Just do whatever you want to. And that's that's what I really like about the idea of of doing these podcasts is that I'm not beholden to some, yeah, you know, somebody higher up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just my show about my, my content and. And, and doing my thing that I that I think is cool. And if you don't like it, don't listen, you know. But if, I hope you do. It, it's it's one right. of those things where, you know, not farm equipment business is not for everybody. You know what I mean? Sure. It's a fairly niche deal. And, and I, you know, it's it's neat to get that, that email that asks you a question about your podcast. Or um, you see someone in your I'd like to get that sometime. <laughs> You get that you get that guy in Uruguay, or yeah, gal, right, or gal in Uruguay. You, you see it on your on your stats, and it comes through, and I'm like, who who is in mm-hmm. Uruguay listening to the show, right, week in and week out, and or or uh, there for a minute, I had a whole bunch of people in Tokyo listening to my show, really, so, and I'd shout out everyone, so like, hey, if you're the guy in Tokyo listening to my show, mm-hmm. man, shoot me an email, and never nobody ever did, but and it was, it was cool though. I mean, it's just a fun it's a fun medium. I've had about thirty from France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Casey, tell me a typical uh, tell me a typical week of your podcast. Yeah, I know you've got certain things on certain days. Yeah. So every Sunday, I uh, in the evening, about probably six o'clock Mountain Time, seven o'clock Central, um, I have Chip Nellingron from Blue Earth Ag Marketing, and Chip is a commodity trader, and he basically works with guys and helps uh, do a lot of uh, planning, I guess. Okay. Helps them with their business plan and, and, and their, their farm uh, marketing plan, those kind of things. And so he's on there on Sundays, and he comes on, and he talks about um, what he sees happening in the market and, and all the different stuff that, that, are, uh, that are pertinent to that part of the business. So uh, what, what are, what's impacting the market right now? And on Friday mornings, I have Angie Setzer on, and she works with uh, – she's got us a grain on, on Twitter – and she works with uh, an elevator, Citizens Elevator, and she's a trader as well. And she gives me another 
kind of spin on what she sees happen. So they got a first first of the week and kind of a recap of the week and then kind of a, a late week recap too of what's going on there as well. And then I have Glenn Birnbaum, um, and he is a tax professional, and um, he kind of gives a tax tip of the week about some stuff. We've been spending a lot of time on the on the 199 grain glitch and, and the different stuff that are there. And, and uh, so I try to give people as much information as I can to help them really drive the decision making, you know, of what they're trying to do as far as that goes. So I see. Well, you've got lots of great content. You've even got a video feed. It's pretty awesome. It must be nice to live in the live in town. Actually, I'm getting fiber though, so it won't be won't be too long. Oh yeah, I listened to your farm purge one where you're talking about how they ripped up some water oh. lines and ran out of electricity. It, it was like. pretty sweet. You know, um, I didn't actually. I guess they nicked the neutral line. Ah. So, um, but I will have very nicely water packed trenches now cool. because the water lines pretty soaked it up. the worst thing was though is they let my horses out and they got on the highway and it could have been bad so yeah, yeah. that would have sucked real bad well casey uh so you've got all that going on all week the moving iron podcast it's it doesn't suck at all it's very good it's quality it's wonderful it's huge it's everything you'd want in an ag podcast especially an ag equipment podcast casey great to see you coming down here to the texas panhandle and nice to meet somebody that's from another panhandle. It's almost like you're from another dimension. Yeah, parallel so universe. Now all I need to do is meet somebody from Tallahassee, and I'm man, I, I can I can die a happy man. Everybody, this has been a special episode of the Dryland Farmer Podcast, meeting with Casey Seymour from the Moving Iron Podcast. And until next time, we're gonna ask Casey what side of the line he's freaking on. That's the only tagline I can think of. The Dryline Farmer Podcast brought to you by Moving Iron Podcast by Casey Seymour. Well, okay, this is Brand. I'm doing his voice, but he's not really going to sponsor this episode. I mean, we might try to send him a bill in the mail or whatnot, but uh, we'll uh, we'll see if the check clears anyway. The Dryline Farmer Podcast and the Moving Iron Podcast, both members of the Global Ag Network. <laughs>